Hey, sexy. <laughs> Not a good start. <laughs> it's always a great way to start. Are you kidding me? How are you, hot stuff? I'm good. Are you good because we've been married for 10 years? 10 years. Yes, that's one of the reasons I'm good. You're an assistant in introducing jingles to our podcast. <laughs> well, you know, just want to mix it up a little bit. You know, there's actually a podcast app I could give you that is like a soundboard for radio DJs where you could introduce randomly like sound effects. Let's do that. Let's never. No, ever I'd be do so that. good at that for sure. Okay, before we talk about our 10 year wedding anniversary, yes. Let's talk about this week that just happened. It was a wonderful week. It kicked off with the bearded wonder that is Lyle Phillips. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. stunningly gorgeous pregnant wife, Alison. It's true. Um, if you don't know who Lyle and Alison Phillips are, they are the pastors of Iris Nashville here in Nashville. <laughs> which I guess is why they call which it Iris Nashville. Which would be why it's called Irish Nashville. And not Iris Knoxville. Not um, Irish Nashville either. <laughs> Did I call it Irish? <laughs> I think I said Irish. <laughs> anyway, Lyle and Alison are dear friends of ours. And we love them to pieces. And uh, Lyle was in teaching at the school this week on... Missions and life and changing the world. What was the quote that he came up with that I just thought was um, fantastic? Hang on. There were several of them, actually. One of Lyle's brilliant quotes from the week was, anything short of world change is compromise. And that pretty much sums up Lyle Phillips. That's Lyle, yeah. There you go. Setting the bar nice and low for the rest of us. <laughs> so that was cool. And he spoke at Emanate Monday night as well, which was fun. And then back at school Tuesday night. And I seem to remember Tuesday night we just came home and collapsed. Oh, I think Tuesday night I was trash. Well, you stayed up late, which makes sense now that I know what was happening on the weekend. But I think I was in bed by like 8.30. I was so tired. I was exhausted. Yeah. Yep. And then Wednesday was work as normal, day full of meetings, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But at night we got to go hang out with our dear friends Mason and Emily, who we haven't seen in a while. Which was amazing. Yeah. And we went to Moto. 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 New-ish Italian restaurant, and God bless Mason and Emily. They didn't know it was our wedding anniversary the following day, but they treated it as if they did know that, and we had an amazing time with them. What did you end up eating? I I had the filet because anytime I can have steak, I'm going to eat it. But, That's right. Um, I shockingly, oh yeah, you had a I revelation. shockingly had Brussels sprouts and liked them. So. You need to understand that me and Brussels sprouts have had a hate-hate relationship for over 40 years now. You have previously described them as? The devil's vegetable. (laughs) Little bitter cabbages. (laughs) Horrible little things. But uh, Mason ordered them with his food. I had no intention of even smelling them. Uh, let alone tasting them. But everybody was talking about how good they were. I thought, oh, well, I'll try one just to prove that there's no such thing as a good Brussels sprout. Right. And shockingly, it was really good. So I actually had more. And then I considered two days later trying Brussels sprouts again, just based on how good Moto's Brussels sprouts were. It's like I have a new wife. Well, it's amazing. And I remember Alison Hendrickson saying, no, if you have them like done really well, you'd really like them. And I was like, no, I absolutely would not ever like them ever. Have you so, repented of that interview? No, I probably need to. Re- I probably need to text her and say I repent. You were right about Brussels sprouts. And then Thursday was a fun day for me because, as far as you were aware, Thursday was our actual ten-year wedding anniversary. That's right, ten years, people. Ten years. Which, while we don't want to make too big a deal of that, because there's plenty of people listening to this who've been married way longer than that, it's actually a big deal. Yeah, I can't it's think a of anything deal. else I've been doing for ten years. 
Um, like it takes about the same, uh, it takes about eight years for a PhD. Right. So we have. We're way past the PhD in marriage. We have PhDs in marriage. <laughs> doctor marriage. What did I work out? The marriage doctor. Who was it that wrote that book that said you need 10,000 hours of practice and something to be considered an expert? I worked out that give or take a couple of hours because of time zone differences. We've been married for 87,720 hours. Right. So we're eight times an expert. We're reasonably good at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that we're reasonably good at marriage. We have been married for 10 years and still like each other, love each other, and enjoy being married. I'm not sure we get to count the hours where we're sleeping, so we probably need to drop a third. Is that smart? Okay, well, still. You know. We're still well over the 10,000 hours. Yes, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Although, I don't know, sleeping together. Never mind. I meant actually sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I thought we could veer into that type of conversation, but apparently we're in reverse and we're coming out of that cul-de-sac, unfortunately. Well, Thursday was a fun day for me because we we do Dave Ramsey, so we live by a very strict budget, yes. which AJ's well aware of, yes. and so she's seen our finances, seen our budget, so mm-hmm. I think the best you were hoping for, oh, we'd been given, that's what it was, in the natural, for real, we'd been given a gift certificate uh, to go eat at Ruth, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. So the story that I was feeding you was, well, you know, we have made it through Christmas and, you know, January, we're tightening our belt budget-wise. And so, well, at least we get to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and that's something to look forward to. And I'm feeding you that line because I'm trying to surprise you, which is very difficult to do because A, you're very prophetic and B, you've been married to me for 10 years so you can tell when I'm up to something. And as listeners of the podcast realized that last week you said it kind of feels like you're doing something as a smoke stream and i was like dang it lord please blind her strike her <laughs> well i did know obviously we're trying to get debt free before we do anything crazy so in the back of my head i'm like we're not doing we're not gonna get to go away anywhere and i just need to be happy with we'll you know get some time together and have a nice dinner and one day we'll get to do those fun things and unbeknownst to you i had behind the scenes arranged to take Thursday off to go off on an adventure, which we're going to talk about in a second. And so the actual, the only two, the only five people who knew what we were up to was uh, Jeff and McLaurin. So mm-hmm. Jeff being my boss and our senior pastor at Grace Center, McLaurin, who's our HR person, had to clear getting the days off there. And they were in on it too, because uh, on our Thursdays, we usually have a meeting. The four of us always meet together and we were scheduled to meet that Thursday. So I said, guys, can you just keep up the charade that we're actually meeting? So I coerced them to lie. Gosh, I need to repent. Wow. And the other people who knew were mm-hmm. our fabulous babysitters who, without them, we could not meet this weekend. So Cindy and uh, Sarah and Ryan and Katie all knew about it. So really that's six people. Okay. It depends how you count, though. So uh, uh, who Ryan, didn't count? In Ryan that and Katie are one. Oh, they're one. Yeah. Okay. I'm more biblically minded than you, worldly oh, mathematicians. I understand. <laughs> kingdom math <laughs> so i didn't even and it's not that i d- decided not to tell any of our colleagues it's just i didn't want the stress i was under so much stress trying to pull this thing off anyway i didn't want the stress of who i had told and who i hadn't told and then i wouldn't be in control of who i had told and who they had told so i just decided to tell nobody but as far as you were concerned when when you woke up on thursday was we were having a normal day well on Wednesday at the senior team meeting, we had covered off stuff that we would have covered off at the school senior team meeting. So 
I was sort of like, yay, since we got that covered off, maybe because Cindy was already coming over at 11, we could go to Pinewood Social for the day and we could actually have almost a whole day together, which to me was like, that's amazing. We've done that once before. Because your love languages are quality time and gifts. Yes. Which are my last two. Yes. So my anxiety is planning something for you that I'm not good at speaking and hoping it works out well. Well, and you did an amazing job, of course. But but I didn't know that at the time. Right. So talk about Thursday. We get the kids on the bus. It's a normal day. I turn to you and say, do you have a card for me? That's right. Yeah. You turn to me and say, do you have a card for me? Which, funnily enough, I had bought a card the week before for Holly's birthday and then misplaced it. So <laughs> I did have one somewhere. So I so said, you yes. Bought, you bought time. But I bought another one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you turn to me and say, do you have a card for me? And I say, yes, I do, but I'm giving it to you later because I needed to find it. And But I didn't say that part. And then you said, well, I have two cards for you. And you held up two cards. And you said, now, and it said on each of the cards, one of them said something and the other one said everything. You said, now, I want to know if you want to know something about what's happening today or everything about what's happening today. So I was like, well, duh, I'm a 90-something percent shaper. I want to know everything. So I opened it, and there was very nice words about how you love me. And then, P.S., I knew you would pick this one. Then I opened up the paper, and it was like, we're going away for three days. You're going to need walking shoes. You're going to need fancy clothes for this. You're going to need casual clothes. You'll need your bathing suit, whatever I... I just burst into tears. I couldn't I couldn't read anymore. I was just I was in absolute shock. And of course I'm like, these are good tears. <laughs> yes. Because the thing is, like I had been thinking since the fall, I just want to get away for a few days. We've never ever done it. Since we've had Abby, we've never gotten away, just the two of us, and chilled out. Not even for a whole Which day. I I mean my memory's not the best, so I trust you, but we haven't. Oh, I'm not arguing that. I'm just skeptical that that's true. Was that the same as arguing? Yes. Okay. It, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's absolutely true. <laughs> okay, I will retire my case. <laughs> Overruled. So Sustained. I, I would know because I'm the quality time person. <laughs> so I was just, you know, I was hoping for that in the fall, but then just realizing that's not what it's going to look like for us right now. So... I had sort of killed that in my heart, even knowing that, okay, we're we're staying here and we're gonna we're at least gonna go get coffee and get most of a day together and go to Ruth Chris and I'm gonna be happy with that and I'm thrilled. So when I opened that, it was like God said, I'll see you're thrilled and I'll raise you exactly what you wanted to do. Which is really funny for me because of my inability to gauge what counts as quality dying. <laughs> like, hey. I'm in my underpants and I'm watching TV. Why don't you join me? Voila. Voila. Quality time. Quality time. <laughs> hey, why don't you watch me play Mario Kart? Quality time. <laughs> hey, we work together and we drive to work on the way there and on the way back. What do you mean you want quality time? <laughs> because of my inability to gauge what quality time actually counts. I was so nervous about doing something. And because at the moment most of our net worth or most of our net worth was <laughs> at the time when Do I we have this, a net worth? <laughs> most of our net worth was tied up in air miles. Yes. So we honestly, for me, I got through Christmas and survived Christmas mentally, I mean. And then I realized, oh, our ten year wedding anniversary is in like twelve, thirteen days. So I called my friend Mike, who is a bit of a genius when it comes to 
logistics, and I just called him and said, Mike, I need some help. I have about 100,000 air miles, and that's it. I don't, you know, in terms of spending money, I, I just don't, we, don't, it, we haven't budgeted everything. Exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> so I've got to use air miles. What can we do? And so he's just a genius. He's like, well, do you want to fly somewhere? I'm like, no. We, you know, we don't have enough time. He said, uh, so you're going to drive. Do you want to drive less than five hours or over five hours? I'm like, less than five hours. So he just, like a machine, is like, if you go five hours north, it's here. If you go five hours east, well, you've got this. Five hours south, of course, you could go here. Five hours west. So I'm trying to think, what does AJ like? What does AJ like? AJ likes, she likes the outdoors and she likes history. So I'm thinking, what is, what is her history? Dun, 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 dun. And I remember this place called, what is the place I always get confused with the Gettysburg Address? Uh, Gatlinburg? Gatlinburg. The Gatlinburg Address <laughs> and the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> I, like, I always get um... that confused. I knew there was something near Gatlinburg that was of historical significance. Mm-hmm. Well done, darling. <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> that where we actually went is nowhere near Gatlinburg. Well, it's kind of nearer than here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the way my brain works. It was Biltmore a house? The Biltmore called? Estate. The Biltmore Estate. I mean, I was just there yesterday, and I still can't remember. So we kind of looked up that and thought, oh, AJ would love this. An old house that you spend the whole day walking around. I mean, I'm going to hate it, but she's going to love it. And it's a weekend all about ministering to her. So let's book it. So we booked it. And honestly, I didn't know if you would like it. I just thought... To I me, love anything like that. Touring old castles. I, know, I mean, that's like candy. Like, that was my childhood, though. So I think because my mother and father dragged me all around Europe looking at old Roman burial grounds and amphitheaters and castles. And, you know, it was just something I grew to hate and loathe where I should have probably been a little bit more appreciative for the culture they were trying to instill me. I'm so sorry. It was completely wasted on me. And so <laughs> I think I'm Indeed. like, seen one old house, you've seen all the old houses. And... I forget that you actually like that. I think I find it hard to understand why somebody would like that. So then or I just you can't. did find it hard. I did, because yeah. truth be told, I had an amazing time this weekend. But mm. I digress. So anyway, I'm all anxious. I'm seeing you crying, and I'm thinking, okay, these are good tears. The other problem was I gave you an hour and a half notice to pack for three days. Yes, which caused some problems later on, because I was I was in so much shock, I couldn't think straight. And you had planned out all the babysitters, all the meals, you'd done a different schedule for each day, when the, each meal was, when each bottle was, what food was available, all that kind of stuff. And so you're like, just read this over, make sure it's okay. I remember reading it. I I didn't change anything on it. I'm, I'm hoping it was okay because I don't remember anything. I was just totally in shock. And then I was like, oh, I've got to pack. And I was so befuddled that I packed pants that haven't fit me in like five years that I'm keeping because I want to wear them again when they do fit. Nice. Uh-huh. And I forgot to, and you had said in the thing, you know, clothes for two nice dinners. I didn't remember to bring any nice shirts, blouses. Like, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I basically showed up with underwear and pajamas. Which suit me fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually worked out quite well because when we got to our hotel, you ran out and bought th- three new shirts. I did. Well, they, we were, the hotel was in like a mall kind of thing and so there was a loft and then there was this other store i can't remember what it's called but it looks a lot like anthropology but it's a christian owned store and they had 60 percent off of sale items so i got two six dollar shirts and one twelve dollar shirt just, and it was perfect just 
Boston wide open the bank. Yeah, you should be thankful crazy. that gas is at an all time low price because that came <laughs> right? out of our gas budget. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was like thirty five dollars to to fill the uh, van, yeah, wasn't it? It was Amazing. crazy. So anyway, we went away. We had a great time. We went to Biltmore. I I knew nothing about Biltmore, the Biltmore State, but basically it's this massive house that was built by George Vanderbilt, and I spent a lot of the time. Almost in tears, wandering around his house. Well, talk about even driving onto the property. I mean, you drive onto the property, and before you're driving for like ten minutes before you get to the house. Yeah, I mean, it's miles and like square miles. I can't, you know, I can't even fathom how much of a. And he built this house primarily for retreats to to for his basically friends, yeah. for his for his friends and for his family to come away and retreat and get away from the busyness of life and just. When you think about this man's intentionality and this man's in ingenuity, ingenuity, that was the word. When you think of those two things, it was just staggering at a time when, you know, for example, electricity wasn't common. Uh, the standard hadn't been settled on AC or DC. So he just wired his house with both. And to begin with, before Asheville had actual electricity, he ran a gas generator to power his own electricity in, in this massive house for several years until Asheville provided uh, AC power. But he had wired it DC or something, right? Well, he'd wired it both, but, but he, he, preferred he, DC. he preferred DC, so he just built a converter. Because he was friends with Edison, and Edison preferred DC or something. I mean, you just learn all this wild stuff where you're like, wow. So anyway, it was a weekend away of just, it's amazing what happens when you're not with your kids. Mm-hmm. The, the mental energy that's required to field questions repeatedly Yes, it was, it was peaceful think of other inside of my own brain. Because we've been doing that for seven years, you forget what it's like to not have to do that. Yeah, or plan their lunches, or have a bag packed with everything for every eventuality. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We so, just got up, got dressed, and left in the morning. Yeah, it was radical. It's just wild. And that would not have been possible without our dear friends, Sarah and... Cindy and Ryan and Katie, thank you so thank much you, for doing you, that. You. you guys were, were just amazing. So, yeah, I just love that. So, anyway, we went away for three days. We Instagrammed. Uh, we probably blew up everyone's Instagram feeds with stuff they didn't care about. <laughs> Food, <laughs> sky, old stuff, buildings. We stopped and had Bim Bim Bab on the way. Bim 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 Bab, which is, is a Korean bi- dish. Bi- bim Bab. I don't know how you pronounce it. There's no M on the first one, so it's like bi- Bim Bab. Okay. Bim, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me about something you don't know. That. <laughs> so we stop at this terrifyingly scary restaurant. When I went to the when I went to the men's room, the kitchen the sink with which you would wash your hands was being propped up by a child's high chair. <laughs> That's always a good sign. <laughs> there was liberal use of duct tape as a replacement for proper plumbing. I mean, it was just horrendous. But the food was amazing. It was amazing. But bim bim bap, <laughs> or however you pronounce it, is basically rice, vegetables, and some Korean meat. Meat and, and an egg and an served egg on top. in a and you just kind of, heated stone bowl. And you mix it all up and add sriracha. And so AJ posted a picture, and we love it. We haven't had <laughs> um, a good uh, Korean bim bim bap for a while, however you pronounce it. So I posted it online, and my mother was like, this is what Alan bought you for your day. 
10th wedding? This is your 10th <laughs> wedding anniversary meal? We're like, no, no, don't panic, Mom. No, Mom, you raised me better than that. I did not take her to this two-bit Korean restaurant <laughs> that would likely fail every health inspection. Look, baby, it's under $5. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can have this and a starter, and then we're done. But yeah, so anyway, we were sitting down for dinner, and I, I, we were trying not to work, but it was a natural part of our conversation. And we thought about our 10-year high points. We've been married for 10 years. What were some of the high points of, what have been some of the high points of being married for 10 years? Go. Wow. Well, some of the high points, lots of travel was definitely a high point. Well, the first one you said I hadn't even thought of, but having kids was a high point. Yeah. Abby, Tia, and MJ. Yeah, of course. Those, those are my three highest points. Maybe not the actual moment that I pushed them out because those were sort of mixed with it. <laughs> Ow! Um, but like having them, <laughs> great. <laughs> yes, the fact they're alive is great. Yeah. And healthy. Of course, high point. D- different times where God's paid off debts have been high points. Yeah, watching God come through for you in miraculous ways is amazing. Go back to travel. I, I still couldn't believe our life. That Our life literally was an airport. I felt like at least every week we're in a different airport. Yeah, different countries. And traveling around the world, different countries. Mm-hmm. That was remarkable. It really was amazing, yeah. And meeting so many amazing people that, like when you think about it, the opportunity we had to meet people that we're going to spend eternity with was quite wild. You published a book. That's a major achievement. I did publish a book, yes. Getting a green card was a high point for me. Yeah, Given my love of this nation. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, buying a house. Oh my gosh. That our was, first house. That was a miracle. Yeah, that was not only a high point, but miraculous. Well, most of these things really are quite miraculous. You know, one of the high points, which I don't think I've ever talked about on the podcast, was Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. Hopefully you know who they are. If you don't stop what you're doing, just stop listening. Just go straight to iTunes and buy right some now. more stuff. Just right now. Doesn't matter which one. They're, they're all just anointed. amazing, soaking, prophetic music people. And when we lived in Toronto, that's... You know, Laura Woodley and Alberto and Kimberly Rivera was pretty much all I listened to soaking-wise. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue they lived in Franklin, much less that they went to Grey Center. And so I remember one night they were leading worship, um, and in the middle of leading worship, they called me up and they gave me a prophetic word. And I uh, that would easily be on the horizon of one of my highest points in the last 10 years because mm-hmm. here's people who, unknowing to them, have been... M- essential to my walk with the Lord for the previous X number of years. Yeah. You know, my most intimate times in soaking with Jesus and, you know, being with the Lord, they're the conduit for the anointing, their songs, their music, their, you know, her voice. And so it was as impactful receiving the prophetic word from them from them in the way they do it, which was singing over you, as the prophetic word that they gave me. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, God, you're just outrageously kind. Like, that. this is absurd. And so anyway, that was a personal high point for me. Um, launching a school of ministry. Gosh. Amazing. I love our students. And now launching year two. Come on. So much fun. You know, one of our favorite things in the last 10 years that we were talking about was watching other people succeed. Mm-hmm. Watching the success of our friends. Watching our friends have kids. You know, especially when you're a few years down the road and having kids and you you can really appreciate the joy of, what, you know, what they're stepping into. Yeah. Never having a lie-in for 18 years. Uh, <laughs> no, I re- no, no. I rebuke that. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> being, that, that was a damp. I'll cut that out. 
Um, being called out as a prophet for me was probably a, a real high point. You think? <laughs> you think? Uh, both, both a high point and like a scary high point, if of that course. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so we did the weekend. We talked all about this. We got to reminisce. Oh, we didn't talk about our bath. In our hotel room, we had an infinity bathtub, which I'd never heard of such a thing. Very true. But it was, what, seven feet long? At least, yeah. Comfortably fit two, two of people. Us. Mm-hmm. And the idea was you fill it up and overflowing. Mm-hmm. So it sits, it's a bathtub inside another bathtub, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is you fill the bath up as high as you can go. And as the bath spills over into the second bathtub, there's pumps that pump it back in. So you continually have an overflowing yeah, and it's super deep, so you can have water up to your chin and actually be, like, you know, covered over as opposed to, like, water to the middle of your rib cage because the little stupid drain thing keeps stealing all your water. <laughs> you know, in that Korean restaurant, I bet you if you called their friends, they'd just duct tape that stupid little thing. <laughs> That's a good thought, baby. Maybe I'll try that tonight. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, that was awesome. I feel like we jumped around a little bit there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so love languages. I was so nervous about your trip that you're not liking your trip. Oh, my gosh. But I also know that you have another passion in life, which is cooking, obviously. It is cooking. And so we had enough air miles left over for me to buy you a La Cruzie pot. Yes. Which your cousin Holly was hysterical. <laughs> She's left on Facebook. She's like, you are all excited. Like, look what Alan got for my anniversary. She said, nothing, quite, nothing says I love you quite like a pot. <laughs> It's an amazing pot, Holly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that there's somebody that doesn't do French cooking who does not know what the cruising pot is. But I thought that was very, very funny. Yeah. Most people do. You know, here's a new we'll have to ring, have them over for something cooked in the Le Cruze. <laughs> or a Caribbean cruise. You got your wife a pot. But um, I, didn't, I didn't bank on how much that would touch your heart. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, I, I just spent the whole weekend, I think, shocked because... I don't think really until we got to Asheville and checked in that I felt like this is real. We're actually got away for, you know, two and a half days and, you know, we're, it's just us and, you know, like just, and we're going someplace that I want to go and see. And, it you know, do we even talk about the Butler's tour and stuff? No, go talk about the Butler's tour. We, we went, like, there's a regular tour that you can do that's part of your admission and it's free. And Alan cleverly told us to bring headphones so we didn't have to hold up anything to our faces in flu season and germs get on us. So... Um, we brought headphones and so we just plugged it in and could listen through our own headphones as we went through the house and learned the different bits of history and stuff. Much to the envy of everybody else who's I holding know, up most these people that, devices to their face. Most people that saw us were like, oh, I wish I thought of that. Um, so we did that. But then we also went and did the butler's tour, which takes you behind the scenes. So you see like where the head house mistress would have lived. And we went through the butler's pantry, which was amazing. Um, and saw two old elevators that have been operating for over a hundred years made by Otis. Um, just like just amazing stuff. We saw where the, you know, where the ladies maids would have stayed and, just, I mean, just really, really cool stuff. All the kind of stuff that you don't get to see on the normal tour. So it was fun. And then we ate in the stables because it's been converted into a restaurant. 
So the hay was more delicious than oh, I thought. Yummy hay. Drinking from a trough. It's not that bad. Stunning. Um, but the, yeah, the food was lovely and the coffee was lovely and all that. And uh, we didn't do much outside because it was quite bitter, uh, you know, in terms of the wind. But uh, yeah, it was great. And then on the second day, we went back and we got to go and see the village that was part of it and the uh, winery and which is used to be the dairy, the Vanderbilt dairy has been switched into a winery and stuff. So we, we just went and did all these really cool tours and learned a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, it was amazing. It just filled your history love tank, nerd tank full, didn't it? It did. And I also got to test my deer theory. You see? I'm amazed one has a theory about deer. <laughs> well, see, I was, we see have so much deer around Franklin, don't we? You see them all the time. And you see them. I'm always oblivious to them. Well, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you can't see them because I'm like, oh, it was practically on the car. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're driving in onto the estate. And somebody had told me once, if you see deer, you want to honk because they'll run from the sound. But I thought, gosh, if they don't run from the sound, they're going to run right into your car. So I'd want to make sure that they run away from the source rather than towards it, if that makes sense. So we're driving up and there was a deer that was like two meters from the car. And I thought, I'm driving slow enough that I can absolutely stop. So I honked the horn and that thing took off away from us as fast as it possibly could. So there you go, guys. There you go. Deer science available on our podcast <laughs> today. Don't say we never teach you anything. Test it so you don't have to. <laughs> Um. Yes. Last week we were working through questions. We were. Yeah, yes, I remember, we and you made me stop because you wanted to sleep. It's very true. We have. I'm going to do one question, not readers' questions. Okay. Listeners' question. Why do I keep calling them readers' questions? I don't know. Uh, perhaps I know because you're reading them. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one more listeners' question. Okay. This is from Philippe. Who says, how do you not let other people's circumstances steal your joy? Hmm. For several months, I've found myself full of joy and very happy in life. But these last few days have been full of sadness since my sister told me her marriage is in shambles and she doesn't know what to do. She's very lonely and sad and I'm looking for practical steps to take so that I don't take on other people's sadness. Here's a practical step. Just don't. Yeah, you, unfortunately, Philippe, cannot be responsible for your sister's happiness. Right. That's that whole thing of false burden bearing, where you want to fix their problem for them so that you can go back to being happy. But it might be good to recognize that your happiness is not dependent on the fruitfulness of their marriage. Otherwise, your emotional state will be entirely contingent on their marital state, one which you have no power over. I mean, so basically, so you can be there for them and you can mourn with those who mourn, but you're a separate person with a separate life. So, I mean, the best thing you can do is obviously pray and uh, being as encouraging as you can, but you can't want their healing more than they do and you can't fix it for them. So one of the challenges of being a pastor is this is the kind of stuff that we carry all the time where we're constantly having to give people back to the Lord and say, you know, I can do my part in terms of I can pray for them and I can love them well and try and give them sound biblical advice. But after that, Lord, I know that this is yours to fix and not mine to fix, and you have to let him have them. 
Right. Otherwise, we'd be coming home. And instead of coming Tanked. home to a happy house with happy children, we'd be coming home depressed and, you know, unhappy that God isn't fixing all these people's lives or all these people's lives are in ruins. And then our kids, our lives would suck and then our kids' lives would suck. And so I just manage what's in your hula hoop. And as difficult as that sounds, don't manage or try to manage what's in other people's hula hoops. Yeah. And if that makes no sense, go listen to our boundaries teaching. <laughs> um, we had something interesting on the website this week. We did? This is only for our UK listeners. Huh? We've had a bunch of tweets and Facebook and email requests from people who live in the UK who want to get a copy of your book, Finding Father. Oh. And they come to our website and they order it and they realize that the shipping from America to the UK costs more than the book itself. Wow. So they're like, is there any UK distributor? So we're speaking to our publisher to try and get and just see because they have all the retail channels in, in the UK. But in the meantime, we thought, I wonder if there's something clever we can do. And so we did a little bit of poking around and we realized that if we ship over a box of eight, the price of shipping when you divide all those up drops about $10 a book instead of $30 a book. So I wrote a little blog post. If you live in the United Kingdom and you have always wanted a copy of AJ's book and um, you haven't been able to get a hold of it, go to our website. I'll put this in the show notes and um, just fill in a form saying, yeah, I'd be interested in that. We'll work out. It works out that I think that the book would cost you, including all the shipping to your house, would cost you about £25. That's a rough estimate at exchange rate of a couple of days ago. The idea is we'd collate everybody who wants a copy of the book in batches of eight, ship them over to a friend of ours in the UK who would then ship the individual books from within the UK to somewhere else within the UK, thus saving you a ton of money on shipping. Of course, you can get the book on Kindle or on the iBook store for your iPhone or for your iPad. But if you're one of those people who loves, a, you know, like a paperback copy and you uh, want to write I'm one it. of those people. Yeah. I like to write in them I get and it. highlight the, them. Those people who like to do that, but you absolutely can. As we close, two other things I want to mention. Hmm. This morning at Grace Center, we announced that we have new worship pastors. We do. In fact, not only new worship pastors, but we have new worship and creative arts pastors. So exciting. And they're two of our dear friends, Josh and Sarah Parsons, and we wanted to offer congratulations to them. Yay! We should ask them to come on the podcast at some point and get them to share their story. Yeah, that'd be Because I great. love their story. And they're hysterical. Yeah, they are. And then <laughs> lastly, a reminder, if you've been thinking about doing a school of ministry or if you'd want to go deeper with God or um, grow deeper in your understanding of the supernatural, our school, the School of Supernatural Life, um, which runs a Grace Center. It's starting in September. If you would like to apply, applications are now open. Go to gracecenter.us slash school to find out all about the school, to watch some video testimonies, and to apply online. We'd love to have you come join us for eight months and uh, learn all about how to hear the voice of God, learn all about the Father's love, get your heart healed up, and learn how to move in the practical gift of the Holy Spirit. It would be our privilege and our pleasure to spend eight months training you how to do those things. So anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Next week.